0: What is the purpose and benefit of gathering for corporate worship? We're recording live from Ligonier's 2022 National Conference, and I'm joined by the Senior Minister of Briarwood Presbyterian Church in Birmingham, Alabama, Dr. Harry Reeder. Dr. Reeder, what is the purpose and or benefit of gathering for corporate worship?
1: Yeah, well, clearly, there are three words for church in the Bible. There's uh, the word that I think it's only used three times, kirk which we get, the Scots get the word Kirk. We transliterate it into English as church. But that focuses on the facility. Uh, The other words, ecclesia, they're the the ones called out. And synagogue, those are the ones called together. And so there is the called out ones are called together. And we have a command in scripture, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Now I can start listing uh, biblically, psychologically, emotionally, uh, practically all the benefits that the church meets together but I really don't need to. If God commanded it, there must be a reason. He doesn't do things arbitrary. He does them on purpose in terms of how He created us, how He saves us, and how He sustains us. Uh, So there must be something very clearly in place about meeting together. The Lord's Supper, for instance, during the pandemic, we did not administer the Lord's Supper by virtual streaming, because five times in the text, it says in 1 Corinthians 11, when you come together, when you meet together, it's a gathered assembly. You can send worship out for people to look at and participate in from a distance, but you still haven't worshiped in the fullness until you've gathered together. The means of grace are not only vertical, they're horizontal. We're not only making melody in our hearts to God, we're speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. And so you need those means of grace that are vertically focused but horizontally experienced with one another made in the image of God so that we are members one of another. All those one of another texts. Well, I would just mention one other thing to try to support it. You know, up until a couple of hundred years ago, in my tradition, where I served the Lord from conviction, the uh, Presbyterian church, if you had gone to one of their buildings, you would have; it would not have been called the church. It would have been called the meeting place. I had a guy call me one time and said, can you tell me where your church is? And I'm, I have this kind of... Weird sense of humor. I call it sanctified irony. My wife calls it sinful sarcasm. But I said I couldn't help myself. I said, No, I don't have a slightest idea. And he said, What do you mean? I said, Well, you know, some of my church is on an airplane. Some of it's at the mall. Some of it's at school. Some of it's in a home. He said, No, no, I'm talking about your church. And I said, Well, I'm talking about the church. And I said, Oh, I know what you're asking me. You're asking me for the place where my church meets. That's what you're asking me. That's why it was called the meeting place. And uh, so the church, it's not, you know, here's the church, here's the steeple, open the door, there's the people. The people gathered are the church and uh, the called out called together ones and it's fine for us to have a place to meet that has architecture conducive to our theology and conducive to our worship and conducive to discipleship but that's not the church that's the meeting place and so i think the clearly the weight in the scripture is the meeting together. That's why facilities are used. They facilitate worship. Worship is done by the gathered assembly. Remember the woman at the well? She says, where do we worship? And she was asking location. He said, no, no, it's the we that are worshiping worship in spirit and in truth. It's how you worship worship. Together, she wasn't talking about lifestyle worship individually. Whether you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. She was talking about gathered worship, and that's what Jesus was telling us. Let me put it this way: the Bible says that Paul, um, that John, excuse me, was in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. Now, what does that mean? Well, the Spirit is always in him every day. But there's something about being in the Spirit on the Lord's Day. And I think that is the special presence of the Spirit in the gathered assembly of God's people when they meet to give Him worship on the Lord's Day.
0: Thanks for listening to Ask Ligonier with me, Nathan W. Bingham. If you enjoyed it, please share it on social media, tell your family and friends, or leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. Your recommendations and reviews really do help people discover the podcast. And by the way, if you have a theological question that you'd like us to consider for a future episode, leave us a voicemail by calling 1-800-607-9386. That's 1-800-607-9386. If you live outside the U.S., you can always record your question using your smartphone and email it to us at askliganier.vm@liganier.org. at